plot twists. We're obsessed with them. In film, life and love, they turn up everywhere. It's that defining moment when a story, any story, takes you in an unexpected direction. I'm Tom, superhero buff and comedy lover. And I'm Fran, reality TV obsessive and true crime enthusiast. And we're from Now TV. And throughout this series, we're going to be interviewing TV and film stars, asking them all about their favourite plot twists, both on and off screen. So expect the unexpected and hopefully some behind-the-scenes nuggets that you've never heard before. Contain spoilers. Obviously. We are back. Series two of Plot Twist. It's official, Fran. I'm sure everyone has missed us. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But we've missed them, haven't we? We have missed doing this. Yeah, it's really exciting to be back. Series two. I thought it never happened, but we've, uh, we've arrived and we've got... <laughs> Plot twist! We're back for series two. <laughs> <laughs> they thought about getting other people. No one was available. The budget wasn't Exhausted. there. So we're back. We're back. Anyway, uh, exciting week this week, isn't it? It's an exciting week. We've, we're, we are back with a bang because we have Maisie Williams. This is mega. Like Maisie Williams of Game of Thrones wow. fame. And she's back with an exciting new show that we're going to chat to her about, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's two weeks to live. But just going back to Game of Thrones, I mean, that level of fame is its a different ball game. Yeah, Game of Thrones is one of these series that you've definitely heard of, even if you've never watched it. And if you have watched it, then you love it. And Arya Stark is one of those characters that from the get-go, who Maisie Williams plays, by the way, you are completely behind right until the very end when... No, I know, I, I'm, I'm honestly it. just trying not to, because honestly, it's just so good. People should watch it if they haven't. Fran, almost ruining the fun of everyone. Yeah, I know, there. sorry. But I'm going to put this out there. I think Arya Stark, arguably, is the most popular character from Game of Thrones. Yeah, she was consistently a fan favourite from the very off. You know, she basically grew up on the show. And that's something that we talked to her about, isn't it? About growing up on the show and the experiences. But we also talk about a new series, Two Weeks to Live. So we should probably give the listeners a bit of insight, right? Yeah. Maisie stars as Kim Noakes, who's sort of this strange misfit. And her dad has died when she was a lot younger and she's been whisked away to the countryside, a bit of a recluse. But she's picked up some pretty badass survival skills. So um, years later, we find Kim Noakes, Maisie, trying to avenge her father's death in a secret mission. Uh, but she bumps into the wrong crowd, as you do. As you do. And then there's a prank where she's led to believe she's only got two weeks to live. But it's a comedy, isn't it? And I think part of it's about the fact oh, yeah, that she's oh, this kind comedy. of girl that's completely not used to being in normal life and then she's thrown into it and it's how she adjusts to that as well as having these just insane survival skills so i'm really excited to see Maisie in a really different type of role yeah it'll be really great to see that and it stars sean clifford as well from fleabag love sean clifford she's absolutely hilarious and she's she's brilliant in this so uh yeah i'm looking forward to this one so two weeks to live and game of thrones are available to watch on now tv so we urge you to go and watch them we do we do so here it is, Maisie Williams on the Plot Twist podcast. Maisie Williams, welcome to Plot Twist. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very excited. How are you doing? How are you, how are you finding this crazy year of 2020? Do you know what? I'm having a really good time. I have just loved it. I've loved lockdown. I've had time off and I, I never really go out anyway. I don't really go into crowded places very often. And so... I don't miss anything. I mean, I miss my family, but I've got to see them now. And, and other than that, I've just been 
I mean, it's a dream. I've just been at home. <laughs> in a weird way, has, uh, has this year, the way it's sort of planned out, because you mentioned last year in the sort of global press tour of Game of Thrones after 10 years of being on the show that actually you were looking for some normality. And in a weird way, with this sort of sheltered life that we've had in 2020, particularly for those in the entertainment industry, that you've almost had that in a way. Yeah, definitely. I think um, there was like something really comforting about knowing that like everyone was just at home. And there was no like FOMO or anything like that. And everyone was really just, well, not, well, kind of. Everyone was just living the same life, making banana bread. And and I think my whole adolescence, I just always felt like I, you know, couldn't hang out with my friends or like wasn't at school or like wasn't doing anything that, you know, was the same as other people. And, and then all of a sudden it was just like everyone in the whole world was doing the same thing. <laughs> and it felt really nice. It was lovely. <laughs> it, it seems like you've kept quite busy though, like with gaming. We've heard about like the train yes. conducting and Fortnite, all these things. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of video games. It's been a very new hobby of mine. I got a Switch, so I was playing Animal Crossing and uh, <laughs> I play a lot of Minecraft. And and then I just started Conduct Together with my friend and we actually completed the game and then we've just started Overcooked, um, which is... It's so really, good. Yeah, Overcooked is so much fun. <laughs> I'm nowhere near as good at Overcooked as I was at Train Conductor because with Overcooked, you have to do like direction, like you have to move the little character around the screen, whereas with Train Conductor, you just have to like... You've got to just click the button, you know, the joystick is not in action. So We, we used to play uh, The Sims back in the day, Fran. That was the one, wasn't it? Yeah, I've got really back into The Sims. Yeah. It's amazing how time consuming it is. And you don't really get anywhere. There's no real completion other than just keeping them alive. I don't know, but yet hours would go past and I'd be like, they've been promoted, like running down. <laughs> like it's a real like achievement of my life, these all virtual yeah. characters. No, I, um, everyone's been playing a lot of Sims and I started writing a, well, not really writing, but like I came up with a concept for a TV show during lockdown and during one of the episodes, I was like, this girl's got to play the Sims and just start making the Sims fall in love. Because <laughs> that's kind of what everyone's doing right now. Everyone, it's not everyone's so lonely. <laughs> love that. Brian, you've had quite an active sort of, you've been one of the more active lockdown sort of people. Yeah, I, I suppose similar to you, I'm the sort of person that when lockdown first happened, I was like, God, you know, all this time by myself, how am I going to cope? So very start of lockdown, I went top heavy with the activities. I had yes. you know, paint by numbers, an exercise bike, I was puzzling. <laughs> but actually, I found it similar to you, like really refreshing after I'd got over that initial period to learn to just sort of be and yeah. be OK with just being at home, being on my own. And I've actually, like you, in, in a strange way, as much as you can say during a global pandemic, I actually had quite a lovely time. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I think that although like reading the news and uh, like being on Twitter or whatever, and mm. it has been like a really difficult time and everything, every other movement that's got, happened ever since. And it is, um, it has been like a really painful time, I think for like, you know, for civilization. Um, mm. I think it is important um, to not get bogged down and to and to like be the most refreshed that you can be to help other people. Definitely. You, you mentioned the movements there. Are you encouraged by, I suppose, obviously, there's been a lot of activism and, you know, you've been quite active in sort of, you know, with your views on that. Mm. Are you encouraged that in terms of diversity and equality, both for uh, female representation on set, but also with Black Lives Matter, that we, we, it's not just a for the moment it is going to last and there is going to be yeah. momentum now. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, actors uh, are in a position now where we're seeing slowly but surely more diversity on screen. But I think quite often that's like really tokenized and it's not really reflected in like the, the team behind a project. And um, I think actors have like a, a power now to, you know, I'm not signing on something unless we, you know, have this kind of standard or, or like you, you have like a real power with like the environment, like the environmental impact that your production has, that, you know, the amount of women who are behind the camera, the amount of people of colour who are behind the camera or um, whatever that may be, there's like a, a certain standard that you can request now. Because, you know, a lot of companies have seen real value in, in like diversifying the shows that they have, which is like, you know, great and very important because people feel represented. But it doesn't actually, you know, cha change the problem, which is that there is limited opportunity and, and, and just because you want to put it in front of the camera doesn't mean you, you shouldn't put it behind the camera. And so it is something that, you, as thing, it just takes a lot of time, you know, as things change, mm -hmm. I think um, you get more and more say in, in, and I think people are open to listening as well. People are open to like hear, mm -hmm. like, what are we doing wrong? Like, what, are, what do we need to do differently? And, and that's always great because otherwise you'll never really learn how to do anything better no i completely agree now we've got a new feature because we're conscious that you must get asked the same questions over and over again <laughs> so we wanted to try something a little bit different so <laughs> well we we thought because we were like you know rather than ask you something you had been asked before we thought we'd try a completely random question generator Perfect. and we thought we could just debate some very big but probably very unimportant questions yeah, for a I little while <laughs> as random as possible so we want you to pick a number between one and six and we're gonna we're gonna debate a big question okay i'll go with five um because it's my lucky number five okay drum roll please you that? <laughs> so if you owned a restaurant what sort of food would it serve and why Oh, um, I would probably do, um, Italian because I think there's a huge gap in the market. <laughs> 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 no, actually, uh, it's really hard to find good, like vegan Italian. Mm. Uh, and I like dip my toe in and out of the vegetarian vegan pool, uh, and try and like limit the amount of meat and dairy that I eat. But it's really, I think like chicken, we've like nailed with like the tempeh and, and like, but in terms of doing like a really good, like vegan bolognese, yet to find one of those. And I know that all the components are out there. So maybe that will be my thing. It'll be vegan Italian food and like, it won't be healthy in any way. It'll be like total comfort food in the same way that like Italian that. food normally is. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so give us another number and, and we're going to go again. Okay, two. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. Ooh. So what question would you like to ask a time traveller from 200 years in the future? I mean, I guess, did we ever solve climate change? <laughs> <laughs> Big question, right? How helpful would that be to know? Yeah, has the sea level, have the sea levels risen? <laughs> is the world burning? Does it look like the set of Mad Max? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Did we solve the water crisis? <laughs> I'd want to know, like, what, what TV shows survived? Like, in 200 years' time, would they be watching TV shows of today? Yeah. Did they, did they make it through? Do we, do we drink television now? Do we even watch television? <laughs> let's, let's do one more, because there is one, a good one here. Um, you, you pick it. So, what gets progressively weirder the more you think about it? <laughs> 
Um, well, I, we can give you some examples. Okay. So mine, for example, is sleep. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why do you if you get into bed and think, "Am I asleep yet?" It's like the thought that ruins any good night's sleep because you're like, "Is it? Am we, I now?" Yeah, we spend like a like a third of our life asleep. Like, is that just like an alternate sense of like a state of consciousness? Honestly, it blows. I can't think about it too Where much go? because actually it blows my mind and I'll never sleep again. Yeah, no, so. that's that's a good one. Fair enough. Okay, what about <laughs> so you? So fair enough that I uh I have something a little bit different. The spelling of the word Wednesday. What's that all about? <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. Um, okay, uh, why is October the 10th month? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it the 10th month? No. It's not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's weird. Really? That has, that's, that's kind of thrown me a little bit, yeah. Well, that was great. I feel we've got some good questions answered for the time being at least absolutely we, we, we may have to come back to that because that was quite good fun. yeah they might come come to me the ocean <laughs> i guess that's weird <laughs> so weird. weird a whole world a whole world. anyway i mean we'll spend hours we could be here for hours it's <laughs> <laughs> so amazing we should probably talk about plot twists yeah and as you know this is the plot twist podcast and as we like to say plot twists are all about the unexpected yeah looking back at your life and more specifically at your career has there been an obvious plot twist moment I mean, I feel like it's still coming, but I guess in the grand scheme of my life, the fact that I became an actor is a bit of a plot twist because I always wanted to be a dancer. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, and then in terms of my career, I don't know. I think I'm still waiting for something. I mean, what do you think? Do you think there's been a big plot twist so far? I don't think so. I feel like I'm just playing the same character. I think the way you started. Yeah, when it all started. That's that's like the ultimate plot twist. We used to talk about this podcast and we would always come back to your story because we were like, you know, 14 years old, going to that audition. Was it 12? God, 12 years old. And then suddenly what evolved from that is just nuts. I know. And my first audition was for Nanny McPhee. And as a kid, I was like, I know... I know what this film is. In Nightmare for Two, the first one to come out, and I was like, you know. And then when mm. this show called Game of Thrones came along, I was like, what is that? <laughs> that sounds crazy. <laughs> um, and then obviously it became, I mean, there's there's not a single person in the world that doesn't know what the show is. <laughs> mean, there's a lot of people. But this show has become, yeah, Enormous. it's just, yeah, so massive now. And not only did I, you know, become an actor, which, you know, there's, hundreds of thousands of people who are trying to become an actor, but I also became an actor on the most successful TV show that was going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How does it feel when you look back on that all? Because I suppose when you're in the moment, you're just living it and you're just getting through. But now I suppose it's been, what, a year and yeah. a bit since it came to an end. Like now you've had the chance to step back. How does it feel looking back at that time? I think at the time I found it so bonkers and... I think just being like a teenager is really hard anyway. And then I was also Mm. on this show and I felt really insecure. Like every teenager does and like all the body issues and, and, and I look back now and I'm like, oh, like it was pretty crazy. So it's fine that you felt that way. But at the time I was like, I should just be able to cope with this. Like this should just be something that I can do. Um, and actually, like, there was no one who had any any real advice because even the adults on the show who had, you know, who were successful actors before this, they had never experienced, like, something of this scale. So they were kind of a bit like, 
or <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. This is insane. <laughs> so yeah, I think looking back, it's like I, I, yeah, I kind of accept the way that I dealt with it. <laughs> It seems like, I mean, I think it's well documented uh, your journey and your experiences and the struggles of obviously going through, you know, being a teenager on such a huge show. <laughs> but the one thing that seems really nice is that in the last sort of year or so, you seem to have really embraced who you are and sort of been very comfortable in, in, in loving yourself and yeah. expressing that. Is there been a, is that naturally evolved or has that hit a point where it just suddenly clicked? Yeah, no, I think there's no way that you can like really do any serious work on your mental health if there's no time or space in your life to to dedicate to that because it really is like you have to put time into it and you know the first steps of like changing your life is like you know the the, the things that you do day to day and like creating space and like once the, sh once the show was over there was a lot of pressure was off to you know work and I had a lot more time to myself and that starts as like you know a really terrifying thing and you fill it with like things that aren't good for you and like you kind of what we're saying at the beginning of lockdown you're just like trying to fill your time with things because you're so terrified mm. to be alone with your own thoughts and then yeah and then just like that sort of wears old and you keep asking yourself some questions and yeah I think it's just got to the point now where I just forgive I forgive myself for like, you know, for everything that I've said, everything that I've done, every the person that I was or everyone the person that I tried to be or wanted to be and I've just like become a lot happier with the person that I am. But like when you're in it and you're being asked you're in interviews and what is your opinion on this and your opinion on that like it's you just throw things out without ever considering what it is about you that makes you you and I think during this this time away from the show I've really just found the things that I love and I can I just always I never knew who I was I was like I just don't know who I I don't have a clue who I am and I feel like a lot of people feel that way um but mm. it, it sort of come out the other side now and I'm actually not that different to the girl that I was trying to be but I was like having a crisis <laughs> sometimes you need, you need that time don't you to actually figure who you are and definitely well, Fran, we've spoken about that. You know, I'm I'm in my late twenties. I'm still things I'm discovering now. I'm getting more relaxed yeah. with with myself and not putting pressure. It, ta it takes time, right? Definitely. I think it's also an ongoing process. The older mm -hmm. you get, you face different chapters of your life that are going to make you look at yourself and those around you in in different ways. So I think mm. it's never a oh I've I've nailed that now. I know who I am, and exactly. that's the person I'm always going to be. It's it's an ongoing yeah. evolution that you just have to get through. I think in the best way that you can. And it's always about the way that you exist with the people around you and like the things that you forgive other people for, but you can't forgive yourself for or vice versa. Then you start, you know, you internalize everything. And you think, OK, I need to think about myself and then and then you forget about other people. And it has to be about the way you just like exist within your life. And yeah, do you think looking back then you're a bit hard on yourself at the time? Oh, yeah, I um, just put myself under the most immense pressure to like never say anything silly or never like <laughs> never act like a child <laughs> like always be a grown-up who knows exactly what's going on and I really lost a part of myself because I just felt like ancient and like I just had no fun <laughs> and then 
And then any fun that I did have, it wasn't just like wholesome, lovely fun. It was just like destructive <laughs> and like not mm. very good for you. And so it was really n nice to then just, you know, be a kid and allow myself to say silly things. And yeah. What would be your tip for actors, going, young actors going through a similar sort of experience? Obviously, there's more TV opportunities now. Yeah. Uh, what would be your advice? I mean, fitting in is not worth it. But also, just be, be a kid. Like, just allow yourself to, like, live, like, freely. There's enough pressure already that you don't need to put a lot of pressure on yourself and... You don't need to wow everyone with how grown up you are. Um, people kind of applaud you for that because I think that's within, it's like, a, you know, adults sometimes don't know how to communicate with children. And so like, as soon as a child communicates with an adult in a way that they're familiar with, the adult's like, wow, this child is amazing. We love them. <laughs> but, you know, for kids, when when you act like a kid, you don't really get the same response. And so it becomes like, yeah, you feel like you want to be grown up and impress people, but it's it's not worth losing your identity over. So just mm. make mistakes and be silly. <laughs> well, it's lovely to hear you know where you are now. I suppose. Um, and Fran mentioned new chapters. Yeah, it's a pretty busy week for you, right? You've got a new film out, and obviously two weeks to live coming out uh, next week. Coming out, yeah. New mutants this week, and then two weeks to live next week, and then also the owners next week after two weeks to live wow just a few things yeah. so let's uh, let's talk about two weeks to live i mean the synopsis for this show alone in a sentence is i can yeah. understand why you'd want to take this on <laughs> yeah i mean it's hugely entertaining um the concept is so bonkers and it was impossible not to laugh every single day on this job working with sean and teen and Moan. Um, I mean, and Al, our incredible director, who is just so funny and has such a good sense of humor and you just do anything you can to make him laugh, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I probably got, I didn't get into trouble. No one told me off because I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> Had this been 10 years ago, I would have been told off. But, <laughs> but I was giggling an awful lot. <laughs> and your character, Kim, she plays, I'm going to use the word like kick-ass because I've seen the trailer and it looks like it's quite a physical role. Definitely. Obviously you've had quite physical roles in the past. How did this compare? What was really fun about the, the stunt work that we did on this is that it was kind of like hyper real and I think... I've never done like fist combat and I've always used weapons and there's something about that which is just like it's not very honest or real to like you know to the girl that I am not that I've ever punched anyone but like if I was going to attack someone <laughs> I'd probably use my fist before I used a sword <laughs> <laughs> so there was something really fun about um about like learning hand-to-hand -hand combat and yeah I felt very kind of like you know matrix and those are the films that I grew up on like Terminator the Matrix and like alien and so this felt like far more in that realm than anything that i did on game of thrones and so it was still hugely enjoyable i was gonna say in terms of skill set it's quite quite close to taken in a way yeah absolutely i am liam neeson <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest reveal of the entire point you are actually in fact liam that's neeson. the plot <laughs> that's the plot twist we found it <laughs> 
No, it is. It, it actually, um, yeah, T- Tina comes and like rescues her, and uh, yeah, we have uh, similarities for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, being a new series, the one question I'm always so keen to ask is, what is the most challenging part? Is it first day on set? Is it the reactions to the first episode? Is it trying to get a feel for the character? What do you find the most challenging about working on a new project? It really does vary from project to project. On something like the New Mutants, that was definitely first day on set. Absolutely terrifying. A crew of like 150 people and like, you know, all these actors who are your peers, but also incredibly talented and you've watched them all on in the cinema and you're like, wow. Um, <laughs> so it's, yeah. But for, for two weeks to live, I mean, we had a really short shoot. I mean, but I didn't feel the pressure at all because Al is such a pro. What was the biggest... I guess it'll be the way, the way that people react for this. I think, like, up, up until this point, I think we've really shaped the show into something that we're really proud of and, like, been tweaking it in every sort of... But you just don't know how people are, people are going to react. And, you know, no matter what you do, people always go, oh, we've done, like, an audience testing and, like, they really loved it. And, like, because no one's going to come to you and be like, everyone... <laughs> <laughs> you did a terrible job <laughs> but um but hopefully people people love Kim and Tina and Nikki and Jay as much as we do and they want to see us again and how instantly do you get a feel for a new character because I always find when I'm reading a book it takes me a couple of chapters to kind of form that character yeah. in my head do you get a feel quite instantly or is it something that evolves as you're going through the process well Kim 180'd like about six months before we started shooting. I've been with this project since I was maybe like 17. Um, No, that was six years ago. Definitely older than that. 18, 19. And before she was like a lot cooler. She was like the cool action hero. And Nikki comes over and is like trying to like hit, hit on her, chat her up. And she is like so distracted because she's like in killer mode. And she's like, and she was like super cool smoking a cigarette and like, and then we just, we changed, I think it was Al really. Al came in and was like, you know, if she's been in confinement with her mum for 16 years, it doesn't make any sense that she's like culturally really cool. Like she'd actually be a bit of an alien and, and like come in and be like, oh, I don't really know. And I loved it. I absolutely loved this like new twist because we always knew that she was going to be like a great fighter, that she was going to be, you know, like great with the weapons and like super cool in that sense and trained but giving this this added layer of of her coming into the real world and actually not knowing how to act or behave at all I just thought that was really interesting um because that gives you the you know opportunity to react to the real world in a way that's totally different to the way that we do because like we just Mm. take all of these things and accept them but Kim questions like everything that she sees so we're excited to watch it Right. I I love Sean Clifford as well. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's she's wonderful. And um, I mean, even Sean coming to the show, she completely changed Tina. Tina was like a very different character. And she came in and wanted to create someone that she found to be more authentic. And and we did. And, And that kind of just kept going throughout the entire show, right the way up until I think even like the last line of dialogue. Yeah. And she's got some great one-liners. Um, <laughs> now, we should ask uh, another plot twist question. 
And I'm sure those that know you well, your fans will recognize that how close you, you are to your family and how you know instrumental your mum has been in supporting you in your career. But has there been like an unexpected force, someone in, in the background that they might, may not know about that has been huge in supporting you in your career? Uh, Lena Hede has, well, Alina has always been really supportive in like, I guess just like life, which is quite often the normal part of an actor's life is usually the part which is like falling apart and like the career is like going really well. Um, and so that's kind of like the, when you need the most support really is when everything does seem like it's going, you know, really well. It's nice to have someone who's like, are you, are you okay? Because your career's going really well. I'm sure you're, you're exhausted. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that, that's been really wonderful. She's been, she's been like a sister, really. Yeah. And is that a case of, you know, people who have gone through it and who are in the industry just understand it to a completely yeah. different level than anyone could probably appreciate being out of it. Yeah, exactly. And like trying to hold down like normal friendships or relationships or, or like what, whatever it is in your personal life, it just becomes so much more difficult when you're living in the public eye or, or you're, you know, filming in a different city for months on end or, you know, yeah. I just think that she, um, yeah, I mean, everyone's still learning, but she's always got many pearls of wisdom. <laughs> That's great to hear. I mean, everyone needs a support network, don't they, regardless of whatever they're doing in life. But I can imagine in the sort of pressure cooker industry that you're in, yes. it becomes even more important. Yeah. Um, I suppose the other plot twist question we'd love to ask you is you've obviously got a huge dedicated fan base who adore you. Um, is there anything you could tell us about you that they would say, oh, we didn't know that? Or like a plot twist about you as a person. That's a plot twist. Um, apart from the fact that you're a Liam Neeson, like apart from that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is a plot? I feel like everyone knows everything about me because I just tell everyone everything. Um, <laughs> but maybe that's a plot twist in itself, which well, is easy to get. I guess like, I, I, I get, but I kind of just answered it there. Like I, I actually, I think when people meet me, because it... it I, I've t I tell everyone everything and I'm always on it, it's social media and I'm always chatting and laughing and in interviews. And, but actually, I think when, when fans meet me, they're like, oh, she's really quiet and shy. And um, yeah, I don't know that that's something that anyone would really use to describe me. I don't think anyone would really describe me. Anyone who doesn't know me would describe me as shy. But I think a lot of my friends are like, why don't you ever talk? <laughs> um, yeah. Do you think acting's helped? with that or is it kind of when you're acting and you're becoming somebody else in those moments you take on that different persona but when it's you like it's quite a different mindset yeah I've always felt like there's like two different versions of myself and it's like the version of myself which is working and like I can be very extroverted and like be like very good in interviews and like say you know like hold a nice conversation you know um but in my personal life I think I, I am just like a lot quieter and and when those two worlds collide and the people who know me for the work that I do while I'm out in my personal life that's when I'm like I don't know I don't know which side of myself I'm supposed to be right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> should I be very entertaining and smiley or should I just be chill? <laughs> it's quite exhausting, isn't it? Working through like which version of yourself to be. That's where it all gets. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of. It's just like, because when you are your normal self, you're like, oh, this isn't the person that you wanted to meet. <laughs> you wanted to meet, you wanted to meet the, the like bubbly, chatty, you know, um, but yeah, I just think that that's actually not really a sustainable like personality. <laughs> I don't know that anyone's like completely extroverted or like completely introverted. Um, but yeah, I think creating characters, I definitely try and like harness different different sides of myself. Um, and uh, yeah, I know how it is to be like both both girls, and so. It, it means that there's like so many parts of myself that I haven't got to show people. It's a bit like a comedian in a way, isn't it? I suppose everyone, every time you meet a comedian, you expect them to be funny. And it's oh, actually yeah. sometimes, you know, they're going to dial it up, aren't they, if they're on screen? Totally. I yeah. think, yeah, I, I, th I think about that all the time. I've done a couple of those sort of like late night shows or, you know, um, but yeah, having a character that's like that, who is everyone's mate, like that must be a, a really difficult to just go to the pub because everyone's like, oh, you're, you're like the lads who goes to the pub and tells jokes about it. And um, yeah, actually, they're probably just, <laughs> probably just trying to have a quiet drink with their wife. <laughs> 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 Running a little bit short of time, but we did want to ask, um, what, what if you didn't get the role of Arya Stark? Where, where would you be today? Um... I think I probably would have kept dancing um, and I probably would be, uh, I would be living in London, barely making rent. I mean, right now during this pandemic, I would be like probably back home living with my mum because I couldn't afford rent. Um, and I would have just done anything I could to be on Broadway. I would have just been auditioning for that, I think. Maybe I would have, you know, got a chorus role. Um, I don't think that in that world I would have, excelled the way that I'm, I managed to in, in this career, I think it would have been very La La Land for me. <laughs> would Broadway in the future be an option? I just said Broadway, I meant West End. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, potentially, potentially. I've, um, I love doing things with a live audience. So yeah, call me. <laughs> Watch your space, future plot twist. That could be yeah. the uh, one we're waiting for. <laughs> yeah. Are you still dancing now? Because I, I, I need some advice because I've got two left feet. I'm a, I'm a shocking dancer. I'm like an albatross on stilts. Aww. It's really bad. Well, you should, do, you should just take partner dancing classes. Just like in bars, they will do like every Thursday, 7 p.m., come for a drink and, and like salsa night. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you can just like go with a partner and uh, I don't really go to them, but my brother goes to them all the time. I always wanted to go, but I'm like, it's too embarrassing if I go. Because uh, everyone's like, why is Arya Stark's house? What but, a side um, that would be. Going full kit as well. It it, really they're, they're just, they're supposed to be just like the most fun. And everyone, like no one can dance and everyone's just having fun. And like you have a couple of drinks and just, you should absolutely just take one of those classes. Go with your mates. And, uh, I might have to do that now. Totally. Be done. Uh, yeah, I, I do dance a bit. I, I want to take more classes now that I've, you know, the world is in lockdown. Um, I'm like, I have so much free time. I mean, I might not be like that next year, but I, I want to take ballet classes again because I think, I mean, it was just like the greatest thing that I ever did. And I don't know why I stopped. <laughs> Need to go back, <laughs> learn it all again. Well, Maisie, thank you for being on Plot Twist. Thank it's been lovely so to much. chat to you. It's been great, great to chat with you guys. Thank well, you. I absolutely loved it. Great fun. I hope you have a lovely day. And uh... we'll catch up soon. Good luck with the series. Thank you. Yeah, best of luck. I hope everyone likes it. <laughs>
Plot twist, they don't. <laughs> yeah, that's a plot twist we're not going to see, so it's fine. <laughs> Maisie, I love her. I love her. love her. I knew I loved her before, but now I just love her even more. It's just official now, isn't it? Yeah, maybe in an alternative life, if she hadn't got R.A. Stark, we would have also been best friends. Playing The Sims, playing Overcooked. I can see it now. I'm pretty sure you said that about Michelle Keegan. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for that call. You guys could be the three musketeers. <laughs> in another life, Tom. In another life. <laughs> yeah, an alternate reality. But I thought it was. she's so refreshing to chat to. That level of honesty. We've said it before with people that we've spoken to. We lo I love it when we just speak to people and what you see is what you get. And they really open up to us. They're really truthful and honest about that experience. Because it's very easy for people to look at these people's lives and just think that every part of it is just glitz and glamour and everything is amazing and okay. And actually... It can be difficult and really challenging and isolating. But that's kind of the glossy overview of fame, isn't it? That people have this view of how, how life is, but actually there's so much more to it. And we, we alluded to it in the interview about, you know, she was so young when she started. Uh, that was pretty much, I guess, the plot twist and that she was this aspiring dancer. Then she's become an actress on this biggest show imaginable of the last decade in Game of Thrones. And she's had to accelerate her growth, becoming an adult you know, to meet expectations and the pressure that brings is enormous. And she's still only 23. Yeah, incredible. It's a real responsibility, especially on actors these days, in light of all of the sort of recent activity that we spoke to her about, all of the different movements that are really gaining traction. There's such a responsibility now on actors to make sure that they're doing the right thing, not just by themselves, but, you know, representation and female equality like all of those sort of big issues really are part of their day-to-day -day decisions and it's just really fascinating to hear her viewpoint on that yeah huge respect to her for for, for doing that because it you know even now with a huge social following she's got you know it's a responsibility there for sure it's really admirable and of course it was lovely to hear about two weeks to live the, the new show that's coming out obviously on now TV. it's also good to know that Maisie can now handle herself in a fist fight not just with the sword, yeah. Although that is probably the biggest plot twist from this interview, that she would actually go with her fist rather than the sword. I know. She was like, you know, I feel like if I was going to attack someone, I mean, not that we would condone that, obviously, it would be with my hands rather than a sword. Exactly. You know, the, the big important or not so important <laughs> questions were covered. Uh, well, since the interview, Two Weeks to Live has come out and we've watched some of the episodes and it is brilliant. So you definitely should go and watch it and it's available on Now TV. Get on there, get streaming, get to it. And we've got another exciting week next week because both of us have been really binge do. watching a new series on Now TV called I Hate Susie. Oh, I love this show. And we have got both the star, Billy Piper, and the creator and writer, Lucy Preble, together. This is going to be good. Amazing. What starts season two, by the I way? No, off with a bang. So that will be next week on Plot Twist. But until then, see ya. See ya. See ya.